Hello and welcome back to another episode of Cowboys Chat with Shap. My name is Zach Shapwurst and with me is Vinny Tadaro. And for the first time coming on, we have Troy Brugger. Um, Troy is a San Francisco 49ers fan and a fantasy football aficionado. So we're going to talk a little bit of uh, Dallas Cowboy running backs and how that uh, and and how how we see them as fantasy options, and then we'll continue on with our series uh, getting into the next three games of the Cowboys' schedule, and we'll also maybe touch back on the Cowboys 49ers matchup, which we covered last week, just Vinny and I, now that we have Troy, who's a 49ers fan. So uh, thanks for, for coming on, Troy. Hey, appreciate it. Just a little bit of uh, background on me. I only play in five dynasty leagues. I'm a dynasty <laughs> guy, not redraft. And I was blessed in 2007 is when I started, and I selected the the perfect combo ever: Tom Brady, Randy Moss. I did not know wow. what I was doing. It was late in the draft. I was just taking people I knew. I got lucky. That was a great season. I ended up winning my first year. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> I am not quite as as much of a dynasty uh, guy, but I but I have started doing it. I, I'm in two dynasty leagues. I think I've done both of them three years, so I have a little bit of experience. And I do I'm much more familiar with redraft. But yeah, let's let's start out with the Cowboys running back situation, and, and we'll start out with with you, Troy. How do you see? The Cowboys running backs in terms of, say, both redraft and dynasty uh, viability. Uh, I mean, thank you for kicking it off to me. I feel honored. I wasn't really expecting to go off the jump. but yeah. uh, So when I look at running backs in dynasty or redraft, I just play it as redraft. I only see two-year windows. So, I mean, really, when we're going to talk running backs, we're talking the present time because of injuries and the decline so quick. I mean, right. Dalvin Cook just got cut, and the guy always puts up, like, what, 10 touchdowns and 1,000 yards. So, yeah. So, uh, your guys' situation, I think Tony Pollard has the ultimate upside. He's been good every single year that he's had an opportunity, ever since he was a rookie. Explosive runs. I'm on player profiler right now, and his best comparable is Kenyon Drake, which is not really okay. a very good comparable, but uh, Kenyon Drake was a very touted running back coming out of college. Um, I mean, Tony Pollard looks really good. We all know he has that injury. We'll see how he comes back. The first month, I'm a little nervous. But behind Tony Pollard, and this is where it gets interesting, is he's never been your bell cow. Right. He's always opted to be a 10- to 12-touch guy. And now you guys are going to ask a lot out of him. And I think your number two is Deuce Vaughn. I mean, the the dad's a scout for you guys. He got mm-hmm. selected in this year's draft pretty highly. I, I have to look exactly where he got selected. I think it's uh, the sixth, sixth round. round. Yep. Pick 35. Player profiler has me covered. And, I mean, he's just undersized. I went to K-State. Mm-hmm. He went to K-State. I have a soft spot for Deuce Vaughn in my heart. I want nothing more than the small guy. I'm a small guy. I'm 5'2". <laughs> So I want to see the 5'5", five, five, undersized guy get out there. But Deuce Vaughn, the, what's really going to make it magical for him is he's immediately going to get snaps coming out of uh, the special teams. He's probably going to be a punt returner or a kick returner, 
And that's unlike your other two running backs, Malik Davis and Ronald Jones. Ronald Jones has never been good. He has never played special teams. So I think the way Dallas operates and what I've seen over the years is they usually go in-house. So I think Malik Davis is going to be your grinder back. He's going to come in on third downs and get those short yardage when Tony Pollard needs a breather. So I think it goes Tony Pollard is going to be first. Mike Davis might come in for a couple reps, but Deuce Vaughn's your satellite back, and he's going to play special teams. So he's guaranteed a roster spot in my in what I'm seeing. I would agree. I, th- I think that's how I see it as well. And and I'll, I will say this. I'll let Vinny give his t- thoughts too. But I don't see this necessarily as Tony. I, I mean, Pollard's going to get the bulk of the carries no matter what. But I don't think you can assume he's going to get Ezekiel Elliott in his prime level carries. I, I think like last year he was around kind of 12 to 15 touches a game between runs and and catches. I think that goes up to like probably 14 to 17, but I don't think that's going to be 20 to 25. And I think we rotate for sure Deuce Vaughn in and probably one or the other. I don't think that between Ronald Jones or Malik Davis, I don't think both of them make the roster. I will say a wild card and I don't know about his fantasy viability, but Hunter Lipke, who's a undrafted free agent, fullback, I could see him getting some... I could see him, A, making the team. I think of all the undrafted free agents, he was the highest on the consensus board. On the Yeah, on, on the consensus board. And... Just about everyone I saw had him as a draftable grade, which for a fullback in today's NFL is is pretty special. That's saying something. And I think it's not just as a blocker, but he has the ability to run the ball pretty well as a power back. So I could see him getting a little bit of of opportunity, especially in the short yardage situation. Um, but yeah, what, what do you think? of our running back situation, Vinny? Right now, we don't have a number one running back because Tony Pollard is still rehabbing his broken leg, which is about the worst injury you can have if you're a running back. I remember Greg Ellis had a broken leg. He came back 100%. Uh, It remains to be seen if Tony Pollard is going to be uh, 100% or if he's going to be gimpy like Michael Gallup was last year. Last year, they were yeah. thinking they were, they were really banking on Michael Gallup to be the old Michael Gallup, and he was he was half of what he was. So I, I think running back is um, something that's getting swallowed up in the hype. The Cowboys have a big question mark there. Um, but let's assume for a second Tony Pollard is is healthy and is the old Tony Pollard. Um, I don't think he's going to get 25 carries a game either. I feel he'll get, you know, a a little bit more than he used to, but I think they're going to rotate backs. And, you know, I, I, but beyond that, I have no idea really who's going to get carries. I think that, and I don't think they do either. I think they're going to let Malik Davis and Rico Daddle and, um, Ronald Jones and Deuce Vaughn, I think they're going to let them battle it out and let the best man win. Now, Deuce Vaughn has a leg up because he was drafted. Um, uh, Ronald Jones is a kind of a nobody free agent, a jag, 
and um, Malik Davis was undrafted. Rico Dado was undrafted. The guy you mentioned, fullback, he could get some carries. That would be interesting. Mm-hmm. If we could have a fullback who could do something besides block, I've wanted that for years. You know, I thought it'd be great if we could find a fullback who can, you know, run a little bit and catch the ball a little bit aside from just blocking. Um, that would be, I think, a real big help. I remember what Richie Anderson did for this team as a fullback. You know, yeah. he caught the ball like a running back. Right. Um, and that was back under Purcells. But uh, I think there's a lot. there are a lot of questions with this running back group. And um, that's one of the positions that I think that they should definitely look to um, upgrade behind uh, Tony Pollard, uh, especially if they go through training camp and nobody really, really stands out in the preseason too. Let me ask this. Assuming... The price tag, I, I think a reasonable price tag would be five to seven million for Dalvin Cook. Would you kick the can on him, or is that too much? Um, I don't know a lot about Dalvin Cook. Has is he trending downwards a lot? Um, in terms of production, you, you, what would you say to that, Troy? His explosive run rate has went down year over year for the last three years. So I would say yes. I want to circle back to Hunter uh, Lipsky, though. Is, yeah. is it Lipsky? L- Lipsky? Uh, I have playerprofiler.com pulled up, and he's from North Dakota State. He's mm-hmm. 6'1", 230, and he's listed as a tight end. His best comparable mm-hmm. is Gerald Everett. Gerald Everett is explosive. He makes plays. I mean, he's been in the league for a while. So I did not know of this player. I find him to be quite interesting because he runs a four six two. He's undersized, so I mean he's an H back definitely. He's not six four or above. He's not pushing right. two fifty. But I mean his metrics look pretty good. He looks like an explosive player. He broke out uh, at twenty two point five years. But I mean we can circle back to Tony Pollard. Tony Pollard has never eclipsed twenty carries except for one time, and that happened last year. The Packers. Wait, yeah, because he was injured uh, against the Packers. That's the yep. only time. Mm-hmm. Yep, and and he was he had a decent game statistically. I think he averaged five point three, which is right on line with with his final average. But I wasn't, I didn't get the feeling I usually get with him, where like he's right, he's right on edge of making a huge play, and. I don't think that's an ideal amount of carries for him. That that many carries. I think you want him. I think there is something to be said. Now you don't want him getting like seven carries, which a bunch of the time we were giving him the last few years. I think thought that was always too little. But yeah, like twelve to fifteen carries a game, and then throwing him the ball four to five times. I think that is the ideal combination of maximizing his explosiveness without wearing him down. Um, but yeah, I, I'm probably uh, against... Go ahead, me. Uh, no, I, I never answered your question about Dalvin Cook. Oh, yeah. Um, I, yep. would, I would definitely consider him. Yep. Um, for the right price, I would uh, definitely consider bringing him in, especially if Tony, you know, you're not sure uh, about Tony Pollard. They know right. more about him than we do. They say he's right. had a schedule in his rehab, but, um, you know, well, that remains to be seen. So I would, uh, yeah, I, I would definitely consider Dalvin Cook, uh, you know, at, uh, 
you know, it'd be nice, it'd be nice one-two punch with him and, and uh, Tony Pollard. And I, I think part of it is going to boil down to, you know, I think there are eight positions that they still need to fill. I think they still have eight holes counting backups. Um, and if you're not going to fill, you know, some of those other holes, and there's a running back available, you know, grab them and fill that yeah. hole. You know, so for instance, you're if you're not going to get space. another defensive tackle, which I don't think they're going to do, that makes me more likely to spend the money on a running back. You know, yeah. whereas if you're going to sign a guard like that, what's his Lisden, the guy from Denver, Reisner, Liston? Dalton Reisner, Reisner, yeah. Dalton Reisner. I was just reading about him. I can't believe I forgot his name. Yeah. Um, you know, then maybe you don't want you don't to spend as much. Yeah. yeah, that makes sense. I mean, you, know, I, depends, I, I, you know, a lot of it depends on who's out there. You know, that, that's going to determine what, you know, what you can do. You don't want to, uh, you know, because so far, um, it, you know, in free agency, they've, they've kind of just taken guys that were kind of, they've taken we very more. We just signed our own, our own players besides those two yeah. trades. Uh, yeah. What were you going to say, Troy? I, I was going to say, I mean, between Dalvin Cook and Zeke, I, of course, am going to take Dalvin Cook. He's yeah, looked better. His numbers are better on player profiler. I'm looking at him right now. The efficiency rating the formation players in the box. Uh, Dalvin's been more dy- dynamic, but, I mean, honestly, Dalvin is a better player. He's still have legs. He's a better player. But at this point, I, Dalvin or Zeke, I don't know. You guys need to sign one of these guys. A Fournette, you guys need to sign one of these guys. Mm. Otherwise, like, you're going to depend too much on Tony Pollard, and I just was proclaiming Deuce Vaughn's going to be your satellite back plus – playing kick returns, and then you have a skew of guys, and Malik Davis, Rico, I was like, I even, uh, I forgot about Rico, and then you have Ronald Jones. These guys are not the guys you want to have to tote the rock ten times. You do not want them touching the ball ten times in a game. No. No, so, probably not. So pull out the checkbook, Jerry. What are you yeah. waiting for, bro? You are got Jerry World, right? Yeah. No, especially because, yeah. Like, I mean, Bruce Vaughn is a real roll of the dice. I mean, I know, Zach, yeah. that you like him, but he's a real roll of the dice. And he's a smurf. Yeah. I mean, what are we looking at, though? Are we looking at three to five touches? That That's what I'm, yeah. like, hoping that he gets max. I, I'm thinking, so like, a little more. What, what piece of the pie? 20 touches a game. We can't have right. that. You can't have that. I'm thinking, like, five to eight touches for Deuce Vaughn and then five or so from another yeah i I think he's he can't pass block i i agree with that for sure but i think we can get him involved in the passing game and lucky he doesn't get killed i i think he projects I'm, i'm curious what your player profile for him is the comp to me Dion lewis for the patriots that's who i keep going that's who i keep going back to to him i think he is but but I think he might have even better instincts than Deion Lewis. I think he's just he's just a football player. And, and the reason I liked I, I loved him as the value we got him in the six is because every every draft source I followed had him higher than that, even with his height. Now I will say I would have preferred and, and this was my kind of mentality going into the draft was I wanted either a higher end running back in like the I didn't want Bijan or a first round running back but maybe someone in like the third round maybe even the second if the value was there but if we didn't go that route 
if we didn't go that route, I wanted us to double down. And we still could have doubled down really well if we went Deuce Vaughn and then a guy like Dwayne McBride, who the Vikings yeah. got in the seventh, loved him. And that would have I would have felt a whole lot better about a backfield of Pollard, Vaughn, and another rookie who was like a phenomenal value that we got late. But as it stands, I would say it's kind of going to come down to the health of Pollard and what our doctors think of him. Because, yeah, if he's not 100%, if we can tell he's not full, fully healthy to start the season, then, yeah, I think we kind of have to sign somebody to... Because I don't feel good about any of those guys, like, starting a game. <laughs> like, leading off the game with Ronald Jones or Malik... D I mean, Ronald Jones at least has shown it. And, and as a runner, he's been good in the past. But he hasn't really done anything the last few years. I don't... And I don't think he's good in pass protection either. He's better than... I'm sure he'll be better than Vaughn or even Malik Davis. But... Yeah, if if Pollard's not 100%, you got to get you got to get someone. So, I want to answer your question on Deuce Vaughn, his best comparable on player profiler yeah, is yeah. Philip Lindsay, and I clicked on hmm. Philip Lindsay okay. and his best comparable is Deion Lewis. So, hey. good job. There good go. job. I remember Philip Lindsay for the Broncos. He he was yeah. good for a little bit. Um, so let's give you a good story. Yeah. Yeah. Um, let's, so before we jump into the next block of three for the Cowboys schedule, let's, uh, I, I want to hear your thoughts, Troy, on Cowboys 49ers. This is a Sunday night matchup. Um, what is it? Like our sixth game of the season? Seventh, isn't it? Uh, no, sixth. Two, three, four, fifth. It's our fifth game of the year. So... In San Francisco, obviously we've we've lost you guys the last two years in the playoffs. What are your thoughts, feelings about that matchup? I think Brock Purdy is going to be the quarterback by week yep. five or six. So uh, I'm going to go ahead and pencil that in there. Okay. Um, because I don't know who our quarterback is currently, and I don't know how his rehab's coming. But Trey Lance... I don't know if uh, he's getting very much love right now. So You think it's Darnold then, if Trey Lance is not? Well, it has to be Trey Lance. They invested yeah. so much money in him. John Lynch isn't going to look like an idiot, and Kyle Shanahan is going to do what Kyle Shanahan does and game plan around it. Sure. Um, but your defense causes a lot of issues. So if we don't have our offensive uh, unit figured out by then, which we will, uh, we're going to have a lot of issues. I think our offense, I love uh, CMC and uh, Mitchell as the backup. I think that's a very good setup. And then the wide receivers, we all know who they are. Brandon IU, Debo, you have Kittle. So, I mean, there's we have dynamic playmakers. Your defense, it just is going to come down to health. Is our offensive line healthy? Can yeah. we go ahead and withstand your pass rush? Can we execute plays? It's the same thing on your guys' side. Can you guys put pressure on the quarterback can you make us make mistakes and i think if we have a what a qb carousel and we don't have it figured out and it's one of those situations it's gonna be a nightmare yeah so we need if we don't have consistency so you guys are gonna come in consistent you guys know what you're doing 
on defense. You guys don't really go outside of your organization right now to sign high-end free agents. So, yep. um, I don't know what you guys came up with. I did not hear it on your side, but I don't know. I love the 49ers, and I think that they're Super Bowl contenders, but I also think the Dallas Cowboys are. Are, you, are we playing at your guys' place or ours? In San Francisco, your place. In San Francisco? I don't know. I, I still feel like this game's a toss-up going into it, just with all the unknowns with the 49ers. Yeah. I think both yeah. Vinny and I picked the 49ers to win. But I will, I'll say this about the 49ers. I mean, I think your defense is going to still be one of the best in the league. Adding Hargrave to go along with the guys you already have is going to make that D-line ferocious. But quarterback, I mean, that is that is the big unknown. I, I also think you lost, uh, what, Mike McGlinchey from the O-line. And, and already, I think the O-line was, even with Mike McGlinchey, that was looking at the team, one of the weaker points, like the interior of that O-line. Really, everything outside of Taren, or, uh, Trent Williams, I feel like, is a little questionable. But I think you can patch it together. I think Kyle Shanahan, his scheme makes it a little easier on the O-line. So I think they can probably make do. But yeah, it like you said, it's all going to come down to the quarterback and you know just not being the reason... You lose. I mean, that was that was the sole reason you lost to the Eagles was because you had literally no quarterback. Um, so, and that's why I focused on that because I think yeah. uh, that's the key positional battle. There is your defense, your D line putting pressure because our O line does have issues, mm-hmm. and our quarterback is a question mark right now, and that's not what you want. You don't. You, I liked Brock Purdy. He did a great job, but you don't want that to be your quarterback. I, and if he is, then let's get 100% behind him and let's go ahead and move some people out of the way, like Trey Lance, trade him for a box of rocks if we have to. <laughs> yeah. um, but I think you guys, so go on the flip side with our defense and your offense, we don't want to go here quite yet, but I really love your offensive dynamic and your receiving weapons and your wide receivers, your tight ends. I have no idea why you guys took who you took or why you guys are doing what you're doing there, but more power to you. Huh? Yeah, I don't have any idea what they're doing either. Yeah. Yeah. I have have no idea. I mean, I like explosive playmakers, and they take an old – old guy, and they're going to give him an opportunity. He's almost 25. I forget his name. It's like Shoemaker or Shoemaker, something. Yeah. yeah, but he's 25 years old, and he's not explosive. Yeah. So, um, great, great selection, I guess. But we'll go ahead and talk about the wide receivers another day. But in yeah. your running backs are also an issue. I don't don't understand, especially with the free, uh, the free agents or the market the way it is. I don't know. I would sign a Dalvin. I would sign a, a Lenny. I would sign Zeke. You got to get a professional back there. Yeah. Yeah, I think of those three, I would go Dalvin Cook for sure, number one. I think I would take I would take Zeke back over Leonard Fournette, to be honest. Le- Leonard Fournette would not be my my favorite choice. Uh, I don't know. I like tight end. At tight end, I can't see where. I mean, I I have to think that they are going to give that job to Jake Ferguson unless he's clearly beaten out by by the rookie second. Rounder, you know, I don't say their names until they've actually done something in the league. Yeah, <laughs> I, I really, you know, I, I think that they really have their, their, you know, 
their plans with with Jake Ferguson. Although they did take a rookie in the second round, which tells you they're not they're not sold on Mr. Ferguson. Yeah. You know, so I don't know. I, I don't think you take. You know, I don't think you let a guy like Dalton Schultz go when you're trying to win the Super Bowl and you haven't got anything proven behind him. But people are telling me Jake Ferguson has all the potential in the world. So he does, but he's definitely. He's not slow. a sure thing. He runs like a four eight forty. That's not that's not any potential. Well, his that be terrible that, is Colby Parkinson. Do you know who? Colby? I didn't. Ooh, I've heard that name. It's not. Yeah, that's not a no, good. No, I, I don't know if he has <laughs> that's potential. That's what I'm talking about. What people say, yeah. You know, I don't know. I don't know if he can play as a starter in this league. I mean, I, that's what they are working on. He caught nineteen passes for one hundred and seventy four yards. I don't. I don't know why people would be hyped about Fergie. I like Fergie. He was nice. Uh, I play in a 20-man league. A 16-team uh, league. My bad. And uh, deep benches. I Fergie was nice to go ahead and give me a little something-something. But, I mean, in college, guess what his most receiving yards were? The most receiving yards he had in college. Let's say 350, yeah. It, it was 456. Okay. Yeah. See, that's better than Dalton Schultz. I will say Schultz didn't do shit in college, and he's developed. Ferguson, that's I true. mean, he, he had 174 yards last year, but he didn't really get any opportunity. My no, guess is that but, Ferguson— but I think we're, we're trying to like fill the narrative, mm-hmm. and we are filling the narrative with a guy that hasn't done anything in Ferguson, and then an old prospect in Shoemaker, or Shoemaker whatever his name is, and we're left with we're putting a story together. Yeah, I mean that's all you can do. That neither of them is at all proven. So you're, that's all that's all there is is to try and project. I, I, for what it's worth, I did read Travis Kelsey say that Ferguson is one of the up and coming tight ends in the league. Yep. For what that's worth. Yeah. It's worth worth a tiny bit, I think. Um, so let's let's jump into these next couple games. So we've got the last game we talked about was Cowboys Chargers. I think at this point, Vinny, you've got the Cowboys at three and three. I've got us at four and two. The next game we're playing the division foe of the 49ers, the Los Angeles Rams in Dallas. What do you think? Uh, what do you think of that matchup? Um, no, I'll take Dallas there. I, I think yeah. LA is probably going through a re- is, is going through a rebuild you know they yep. sold out to win the championship they did great that's fine but now they're going through they had a poor season last year and you know i think they're they're regrouping right now yeah i would agree i i could see them being a little more competitive than people are expecting just because i respect sean mcveigh they've got a lot of rookies um but still i i can't see them being more than like a seven or eight win team even if everything works out well for them so yeah i'm, I'm gonna say the cowboys definitely should win that one um next one more interesting oh, i want to i want to yeah, jump yeah, sorry. in there Go ahead, the, down the you're, you're a rams or yeah you know the rams yeah i i know uh so i just want to ask tetson bennett is he gonna start five <laughs> games or less Five or less, five or more. What are we doing? Over under? Are you guys, you guys feeling that, or you think? Uh, so I think Stetson Bennett go is going to be the starter at some point this year because Stafford's going to get hurt. 
And he's a Sean McVay yeah. guy. I feel like they are going to connect because Stetson Bennett has a chip on the shoulder. I mean, we saw what Baker Mayfield did in that offense. I think that Stetson Bennett is going to be functional at some point. Yeah, he's a he's an interesting guy. And they did have uh, what was it, John Wolford, a few years yes. ago with with, and he's another Bro. short kind of scrappy guy. Troy, there was a time when the Cowboys, I don't know if it was one season or two seasons, but they just were, were seeing like one unknown quarterback after unknown quarterback, and they were losing. <laughs> yeah, I, re- I remember that. That was a couple years ago. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it was ugly. <laughs> um, so I- I'm going to just jump. To- I know I'm going all over the place with the Rams, and now I'm going to go back to Dalton Schultz. You know he only got signed for a one-year contract? For $9 yeah, million. $9 million. Yeah. Up to yeah. nine. We, we were. Yeah. yeah, that's right. We offered him twelve for thirteen a year, and he turned it down. Yeah, he, he didn't. He turned he it didn't down realize. for tight ends what, are not 1. hot. Five million. Yeah. Yeah, I'm looking at OTC right now over the cap. Um, yeah, because I heard somebody talking about it the other day. Is like basically the league said no, and he had, took a one year contract. Why is that contract not with the Cowboys? Why? I, I don't even care how much Donald Schultz hates the Cowboys or the Cowboys hate Donald Schultz, like behind closed doors. I agree with you. You get that deal done. You don't I go play for the you. Texans. That's like a death nail because rookie quarterbacks do not produce starting wide receivers or starting tight ends. So his yeah. next deal is even going to be more depre- depreciate, depreciated, depreciated over uh, this next season, which – I don't understand it, but I, let's go back I, to the go for it, Vinny. No, I, I agree with you totally. I, I I don't. He's a head scratcher. I don't know why he didn't take the Cowboys' long term deal. Him and his agent, you know, they really misjudged the tight end market. I said something about that. Me and me and uh, Zach have talked about this, and Zach was saying there are a couple of like average tight ends who got paid a lot of money, and I said, you know yeah. what? But I, I don't think that's going to set a precedent. You know, I think teams are going right. to look at that and just say that that was freaking stupid. You know, for yeah. to do that, you know, and unless you're uh, a George Kittle, you know, a, a top top tier tight end, you're not going to get big money. Teams don't want to pay big money for tight ends. Yeah. No, no, but he should have stayed with the Cowboys. So yeah. going back to the Rams, yeah. Cowboys, I think that's an easy slam dunk for the Cowboys. Uh, the Rams are well coached, so they're going to be game. They're going to be in it. Uh, I don't know. I. Mike Holmgren's your guys' coach. I've never really been a fan of his. So I could see him fumbling the bag on something like this, going against a well-coached team, and losing a game like this. This is just like Mike Holmgren and what he does. Mike Mike McCarthy. McCarthy. Yeah, Mike McCarthy. My apologies. My apologies. Both both Packers coaches. Yes, yes. Both Mikes, too. Both Mikes. But that is something that he's done in the past. And I just, I don't know. Yeah. I wish, uh, I wish your offensive coordinator was still there. I, I don't like the direction your team is going. It's risky. Yeah. It is. Yeah, it's it's re- and there this is kind of new not really news, but supposedly they're calling this new offense which is a merger of Mike McCarthy's classic West Coast and Kellen Moore's offense. They're calling it the Texas Coast offense, which I'm going to start calling it Tex Coast because I think that's way cooler sounds more like west coast but um yeah they're they're trying to do some kind of in between and i think that's a huge unknown say what you want about kellen moore but we were a top offense with him 
we'll see. And throw a little bit further Throw a little bit further, they're talking about wanting to run the ball more. Right. Uh, <laughs> how are you going to run the ball more when you don't have running backs? I just, you know, the whole thing doesn't... That was, that was bullshit. Uh, yeah. They're just trying to justify getting rid of Kellen Moore. They got mad at Kellen Moore because he lost the playoff games and he made those boneheaded calls on the last plays, and Jerry exploded. <laughs> that, that's I, a good way to put it. I think Jerry just, just had it and was looking... He couldn't cut Zach... But, but, you know, he still called him out in that uh, that blurb that was uh, yeah. posted on social media, you know, which I thought was actually somewhat disrespectful to the Niners because he said the Cowboys lost because of self-inflicted wounds. He's kind of implying they weren't playing anybody, but they played a very good team. You guys are a very right. good team. So I thought it was somewhat – I thought the sportsmanship was, was kind of low there. But, um, no, they're taking a chance by, you know, switching to this offense. Um, you know, Dak had his problems last year. Let's hope he doesn't get more confused. Yeah. So let's maybe, because I know we're running up on a deadline, let's just cover one last game. It's a big one. Cowboys at Philadelphia Eagles. Oh. What do you think of that one? Start with you, Vinny. Uh, I'll take the Eagles in that one. I think the Eagles are going to be – as good or close to as good as they were last year. What about you, Troy? What do you think of the so I'm going to let people in behind the scenes here. I think, uh, <laughs> Zach, you have a bet that you have running with a fellow Eagles fan, right? I sure do. Yeah, so what, what are we you ha- guys getting that agreement in. on? Because I'm pretty sure you're going to be doing whatever that bet is. <laughs> I, I just think the Eagles are just a murderer's row right now on the defensive side they get after the quarterback the offensive side they run the ball well they have see all right if we're talking about offenses they have all they have all the running backs they have a plethora of running backs you guys have no running backs why do you guys not have swift for a fourth round draft pick you know penny got signed rashad penny for basically nothing i hear that they might be stowing him away on the ir so they don't have to cut him and not be a game day act- inactive. Um, Bart Scott is the most expensive player on that uh, running back squad for the Eagles. He has paid the most amount of money. People are talking about him getting cut, but that's not going to happen because Kenneth Gainwell, whenever he goes to the second half, or they need to depend on Kenneth Gainwell, they go ahead and uh, sprinkle in Scott. He's an integral part of that offense. And uh, really, he's done really well for himself. I, I know I'm going and being a Scott fan right now, and I'm stand, doing my little stand for him, but I've always been impressed whenever he gets an opportunity. Yeah. And so, like, this, you know, I say all that to bring it back to the Cowboys and be like, why running backs are available everywhere you look. Yeah. And you guys, have, you guys don't have any, and I don't understand it. Like, you could, you could, buy like three running backs for five million dollars total yeah so i will say mike a little bit of a counter to that is that the eagles have the best offensive line in football the cowboys i think there's right now a pretty wide gap in how people perceive the cowboys o-line i think we've got a above average O-line with potential to be one of the better O-lines because we got a lot of young guys who I think will continue to develop. 
But the Eagles right now are in a league of their own. They're kind of, to me, the same as the Cowboys back in the like 2014 to 2016 era when we were unquestionably the best in the league every year. So I do think there's an element of you can kind of plug anyone in to the Eagles and they're going to be productive. That is not the case for the Cowboys. Because I, I think last year, Zeke averaged, you know, like 3.8 yards a carry, which is, is definitely an indication of decline to some degree. But I also think he's kind of always been a guy who is not, he's not creating a ton of yards after contact. In his prime, he definitely was creating a little more, definitely had more explosion. But... I think he's now kind of just a take what the O-line can block for him kind of guy. And that, you know, 3.8 yards per carry is an indication of, you know, that's what we were blocking for a guy like that. I think on the Eagles, he's probably like a 4.4, 4.5-yard per carry running back. But it, it does, all that to say, it does mean if the O-line is not much better next year we need more talent in the running back room in order to compensate for that well talking about that situation with uh zeke his low yards per carry he did not have a high stacked box rate i think he had like number six in the league of uh the box so that means players that were in the box there was less of them than others but that doesn't always tell the whole story because if you look at your wide receivers last year, you guys didn't have any wide receivers. So they didn't really have to jam the box. They could have been relaxed. They knew you were running the ball. They knew Zeke was going to not take any screen passes to the house. There was no, no threat of that. This year, I would really be interested to see Zeke run in this offense because it's going to spread out. You got Cooks, you got Gallup, and you got Lamb. And I know that we aren't going to go here and talk about the wide receivers right now, but that's going to open things up for a running back. And I, I, I don't know. I'm just get Zeke back in there. There's if you're not if you're not going to do something, you got to sign somebody. So uh, yeah. if you look at the Eagles, though, they're so deep at every position. Yeah. And that's like a huge disadvantage compared to the Cowboys, where they're paper thin on their O line. Everybody is in the NFL, but running back is inexcusably unacceptably paper thin unapologetically <laughs> to have just Tony Pollard and Deuce Vaughn like you can't that can't be the winning recipe it's going to be a disaster if that's the case and you're going to end up you know say Tony gets hurt you're going to end up with uh and we're screwed uh, yeah yeah and he's already coming off a broken leg and I think that that's going to be an issue heading into the season. He'll be healed up and everything. He'll probably be 120%. He'll be ready to rock. But he's not a bell cow type of running back. That's just not his profile. It's not who he is. I mean, you want him in space. You want him to be explosive. You want him to go ahead and make those big plays. Let somebody else go in between and be the meat shield. Yeah. Yeah. Run between the tackles and get those three, four yards. He's not your fourth and one running back. So, I, I don't know. I think the Eagles win this handedly. And I think it might be a 10-point spread. So, I know it's a lot of love for the Eagles. But I just, I always liked Hurts. I was trying to draft Hurts everywhere um, when he when he was a rookie. I believed yep. then. 
Wow. Uh, it's just who he is. I mean, when uh, Lamb came out as a rookie, you know who was throwing him the ball, right? When that that was Hurts. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, sure. Yeah. In college. And then he went to Alabama, and they took him out at halftime. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, he was in the national championship game. I mean, Hurts is just a winner. Mm-hmm. And... There's not much more. He got his boy, A.J. Brown. I mean, when you sign best friends and then they show up and they give you both of you guys big money and you guys play really well together, that's a problem. Yeah. That's a problem. And I don't know. I, is Dak and Lamb boys like that? I'm just I'm just trying mm-hmm. to figure out how you guys are going to overcome people in your own division. Because it's really important to win those games. Yeah. And, and I don't think we win that one being that it is in Philly. I will say this. Dak has kind of owned Philly. He played... Now, granted, last year he didn't play Hurts. He played Gardner Minshew. But he beat Hurts twice in 2021. And that, and I think... What was it? I think it was uh, Andy Dalton that beat Hurts um, in 2020. But that was his rookie year. That doesn't... I don't factor that in too much. But still, I, I do think the Eagles will win. I don't think it's going to be a 10-point spread. I, I could see it being, I think, on a neutral field, probably the way I see it now at least. I'd see it being Eagles by like three, so you give them probably two or three points at home in addition. So I, I'd see it a five or six-point spread. Um which that, that's I would... fair. That, that's probably a better look at it. And now that I'm thinking about it, Dak's a professional. I think Dak gets way too much hate. I yeah. think uh, a lot of the Cowboys fans have turned their back on him. Mm-hmm. And I think that's very disrespectful, especially when you look at other teams with other quarterback situations in the NFL. Yeah. I mean, would you guys like to have anybody? Uh, would you like the Saints? Would you like their quarterback? Right. You want, you want Carr? Do you want Desmond Ritter? Kirk Cousins. You want, yeah. you want Bryce Young? Like the so that's a top fifteen quarterback, and I think that the Cowboys have been spoiled, and they don't appreciate them. Yeah. And I feel like uh, maybe I get some people a little riled up with this, but he's gonna be able to get you first downs. He's gonna be able to move the mm-hmm. ball. Your defense is gonna play defense. Yep. It's just gonna come down. I don't know. I I don't like a running back situation. I think that's what it really comes down to for me. Yeah. No, that makes sense. But yeah, I would definitely have us losing this game as well. Um, so that puts us in my world at five and three. I think Vinny has us at four and four. If he's got, how do you feel wins. about being five and three after eight games? Are you happy with that? Um, that would be disappointing, honestly. I I think, and and there's a lot of these that are definitely toss ups to me. Honestly, the Eagles is kind of the only game that I'm seeing on this where I'm like, that's a pretty, like, I would give us less than 40% chance of winning that game. Every other one, like, I think I picked the Jets to beat us. That one is very 50-50 to me. And I might have, oh, and then I picked the 49ers. And that one, I think I'm leaning more towards the 49ers in that one than the Jets I mean, two of the but, three teams you just named are playoff teams. Right, right. And, and, then, and, you know, went pretty deep in the playoffs. So, I mean, that makes sense. And the Jets are a toss-up. I don't know. Uh, 
I know it's going to get off topic and we're going to just kind of roll with it for a second, but I don't know. I think you and the Giants are the – I think that's really where the division comes down to because the Giants are really turning the corner, and Daniel Jones looked like a professional for the first time in his life. And I don't know. I think that that's going to be your competition for the second seed in your division. I feel pretty good that we'll – the Giants, to me, are still very much one receiver away. And and who knows? Maybe I'm underrating Jalen Hyatt. Maybe Darius Slayton steps up. Who knows? But the Giants are one of those teams where – and I felt this way about the Eagles before they brought in A.J. Brown – the Bills, when they started to build that receiving core, but not until they got Stefan Diggs, did you you feel really good about everyone and their placement. The Giants are a team, to me, of a bunch of number two receivers, number twos and threes. And then Darren Waller, if he's healthy, sure, he's an elite tight end, but he hasn't, I, I've, I've got him in one of my dynasty leads. He has not really been healthy for a while. Uh, or a top performer for a while. So, so can I ask you just about Darren Waller real quick? Sure. Just a fan rate scenario. Would it. you take a second round draft pick for Darren Waller? If I was to offer you a second, would you take that second round draft pick for Darren Waller? In Dynasty. Um, in that league, yes. Because I have TJ Hawkinson also. So he's okay. basically my slot, my flex. I've been offering uh, two thirds and some shitty players. Okay. She's my language. If uh, that's <laughs> no, nah, if, if the children are listening, I apologize. I don't think so. Yeah, we never know if the children are listening though. So <laughs> yeah, I'm in the car. Sorry guys. Um, so that's what I've been doing. I've been offering people at the bottom of my uh, depth chart, people I'm looking to cut, and two thirds for Darren Waller. But I would be happy to go ahead and trade you a future second-round draft pick for Darren Waller just because I think the positional advantage, I think he's going to be the number one target uh, getter on that team. And I think uh, if he stays healthy, he's going to go over 1,000 yards and potentially 10 Agreed. touchdowns. At, at the tight end position, that's I huge. That. Yeah, and definitely. You're exactly right. They do not have a number one. But I want to also tell uh, Isaiah Hodgins, he went to Oregon State. He was on the Bills when Brian Dable was uh, the offensive coordinator for the Bills. And he got injured in the preseason three years ago. And then uh, Gabriel Davis took his uh, spot on the depth chart and never looked back. And he got cut by the Bills last year. Brian Dable and the Giants picked him up. Or he was on the practice squad. I can't remember. But the Giants took him in. And I think it was like a month into the season. But here's the thing with Hodgins being uh, with the Bills, with Brian, the head coach of the Giants, and now is on that offense. I'm not saying he's going to be a number one. I'm not saying he's going to get 1,000 yards. But he's mm-hmm. going to be fantasy viable. Yeah. So if he's on your waiver wire, go get him. And I know I'm going pretty deep. And I'll, I'll circle back to this. And I'll, I'll throw some hate towards uh, Jalen Tolbert. I was in on Jalen Tolbert. I got caught with my pants down. Don't don't rule him out yet. I'll, I'll just say that. I know. I, we can talk more about that in the, in the receiver episode, but uh, yes. that that's all. We can all talk I'll about say. it behind the scenes. We already have. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, but I think I'll stop there because I think we're completely off topic talking (laughs) Giants and Cowboys already at this point. But no, I think that's uh, a good place to stop. But um, but yeah, thanks for uh, for joining Troy. You'll have to come back with us for more. um, Yeah, we'll have we'll have to do a receiver episode and maybe receiver and tight ends. That I think that we already kind of talked about it, but. Um, I definitely wanted to dig in on your wide receivers because I got yeah. some tough questions for you guys kind of on your side being Cowboys fans and being an outsider looking in okay. on what your guys' thoughts are. Because yeah. I have my thoughts, but I definitely want to hear your guys' perspective on the wide receivers. And um, For me, um, before we sign off, yep. and I'll, I'll kind of leave it with this, I'm a wide receiver guy. In Dynasty, I have all the wide receivers. I don't care about running backs unless you're uh, – a first round draft pick or a high end running back, I don't care. I'll trade you or I'll just have a bunch of number twos and I'll just play the waiver wire. But yeah. wide receivers, this is the reason why I'm saying it. Wide receivers, I am really entrenched in and I really care a lot is kind of my forte. So um, when we get to the wide receiver episode, I will definitely be ex- excited to kind of get my thoughts and opinions on that. Yeah, yeah. Sounds. Sounds good. Well, uh, yeah, thanks all for, for tuning into this episode, and we'll be back next week to uh, to break down the wide receivers and also go over uh, a couple of the next Cowboys games on the schedule. So thanks for tuning in, and uh, we'll see you next time.